Well, uh, we're only a couple days away from opening day, and either that or whatever we actually decide to release this episode, it's going to be a couple days. One after of opening. the days, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll a do day. it eventually. <laughs> a certain day that we do not know yet. We're, we're like Gandalf. We're not going to do it early or late. We're just going to do it precisely when we intend to. One of uh, them. Yeah. On uh, we did, however, decide me and Tardis to do a quick little stream earlier, about a week or so before the opening day uh, of the entire MLB, with uh, a good friend of ours, Special Effects, who was also a member of the Fantasy Baseball Draft uh, episode. Which may be up before this or maybe up after this. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, you, you got to do that at some point. Time travel. We got so many things. <laughs> Time travel. just The draft we recorded on, uh, what, Thursday. So yeah, everything's that was, out that of order. That was Thursday. That was Thursday. Today's and Friday when we're recording this. Yeah, we're just, and the we're other just bit. doing so many things at once. Out of order, we're, yeah. We're, we had so many things happen at the same time. That, that's how hectic baseball season is for regular fans. It's just okay, now you're a professional baseball, baseball fan too. Yeah, we got we got baseball draft for fantasy baseball with like 16 people that took four hours, mind you. Three four hours. No, it was four hours. It was it four hours? Four hours? Recording was, was only three hours. hours. You streamed for only three of them. We were like two or three oh. rounds oh. in. All right, damn. It was it was fun. Um, so you're gonna we're gonna miss a few things on that. Uh, yeah, we could probably well yeah, we'll record it eventually. Just like oh, this is the main picks that you missed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, or not? Totally, maybe you know, I don't know. Maybe let him be in the dark. Just have them listen to the stupidity that we had occurred. Just listen at three times speed. It's fine. Everything will be a okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this is the this is the part of the episode where we kind of go to a regular, a surprisingly pre-recorded segment. We don't usually do that nowadays. Uh, where it's me, Tardis, and special effects going over the entire MLB teams, all thirty of them, and. Uh, Kind of just ranking them, seeing where we think that they're going to be uh, throughout the season in a realistic setting, barring you know major injuries or necessarily getting hot. Although we do sometimes take those into account on where we want to rank the players and the teams. So, uh, and then after yeah, the segment, there are other things that we will talk about after we roll the pre-recorded segment. So, future me, roll the fucking organ plate pee thingy stuff. Yeah, roll the organ piece, please. I beg you. It's about a week from the MLB season, and uh, I want to put it lightly, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I'm terrified. So, yeah, it's, it's, what, six days from opening day, which is crazy, honestly, to think, guys. It's crazy. All in April Fool's joke. Yeah. It's still March it's right, of 2020. Like, right as, like... Right as Luis Castillo's like ready to pitch for the Reds on opening day, everything just gets shut down again. It's like, oh, hi, we're gonna do a regular sixty-game season again. Ha ha ha. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna love and hate it at the same time. I'm gonna love the shit housery. I'm gonna hate the fact that my job is ruined again. So yeah, we got all thirty teams right here, and we got five main tiers. We got the World Series contenders. We got the playoff teams, the teams that could make some noise. 
uh, whether it be just making some noise, making a potential playoff run, or just looking really, really good for the future. Uh, the members of the 75 to 80 win plateau, where they're not bad, but like they're not good. And then we got the final tier. Just forget about this year. You don't want to talk about it when you're going over. Oh yeah, we we eventually <laughs> became a dynasty. <laughs> Tigers. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna go that far down. Uh, so yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna start from the. Uh, I don't know why it's like set up this way, but yeah, we can start with the Yankees. Uh, I hate them, but I have to say, if as long as they stay healthy, they're a World Series contender. World Series are bust for them every single year. This year is no exception. Didn't yeah. add the biggest names to the roster, but they didn't really need to. Yeah, Tardis, what do you think? Yeah, they uh, the only thing they might be adding to their roster is more COVID protocol. Probably, I mean, because they managed to do so well last year with like their entire team basically dead with injuries at some point in time. So I I think as even if even if they don't fully stay healthy, if they're even slightly healthy. They should be not necessarily a lock for the World Series, but their main goal will be a World Series. I feel like they can easily make the ALCS, though. So uh, we're, we'll obviously put them in World Series contenders. Mariners, on the other hand, uh, they're a team. I'm kind of torn whether I want them in the forget about this year or 75 to 80 win plateau because the Rangers are going to be so bad this year. Yeah. Plus the fact that the top teams of the AL West are kind of taking a step back. You know, Oakland is taking a step back. Angels aren't quite there. Houston taking a step back after losing George Springer. Yeah. So I, I, I could see them, you know, doing a little bit better than being in the basement. Yeah. What about you, Tardis? Sorry, I stepped away for a second. Um, Mariners, I would put in the 75 to 80 because if you look at their last couple of years, they seem to be good one year and then crap the next year for no apparent reason. So they're due. Yeah, yeah. I, I did this thing a couple of years ago where I uh, I like ranked all the MLB teams based on the change in wins per season. Mariners are one of the big outliers. They just went great and then terrible, great, terrible. Yeah. It was wonderful. No one knows I, why. I, they have good young players. And they have some good veterans. I, I think getting Paxton is pretty good, and Ken Giles looks to still be relatively decent as a closer. I he was hurt this year. Uh, oh, yeah, he is. But, I mean, either way, I I, I agree with the 75-80. I feel like they have a shot at doing something in the future, but I don't think they're going to make much noise this season. Yeah, uh, I think a big part of that, too, is going to be when they call up Kellenic and Rodriguez, if they're going to make the opening day roster. Or yeah. if they're gonna wait a little bit. Yeah, especially especially Kalinick, I think if Kalinick performs how everybody's expecting him to, they will have something. But I mean, you got Kyle Lewis and you got a few others. It was that my I King JP Crawford messing around with that. <laughs> ah, yes, JP Crawford. Um, Rays also intrigued me. Um, I, I they're obviously a playoff team, but I. I want to put the most serious contenders, but I feel like with them getting rid of Snell, it kind of messes with it. Yeah, I agree I, with that. I, I'd put them in playoff teams. They lost Snell and Morton. They didn't really add that much. Yeah. But at the same time, they worked their Devil Ray magic. That's true. I'd put them in playoff yeah. teams. 
Yeah, I, I'd agree. Playoff teams. I think they, they can still easily win like the East Division if they put it together right. But I, I don't see them necessarily making crazy amounts of like we're making the World Series, much less winning it noise again. But they're going to be a team to beat in the playoffs come October. Uh, Toronto, I honestly think they can make some noise in, in a general sense. Yeah. And I guess something yeah, I that I something I wanted to clear up real quick with playoff teams, are we saying these teams are going to make the playoffs or these teams could make the playoffs? I, I say playoff teams are like they're surefire locks for the most part, barring okay. like a massive collapse or major injuries. Like these these teams should be in the playoffs come October. Okay. Yeah, because it, if it's like if it's like, could make the playoffs, have a better than not chance to make the playoffs, I'd put the Blue Jays there. But like you said, I don't think they're a lock by any means. Yeah. Could make noises like they could like sneak their way in and like upset a team and like maybe make a run if things go the right way, but it's also just like they're like they're they're right between like that eighty area, eighty like five hundred and like the wild card spot. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably put them in the could make noise. Yeah, especially because, like, we have the Rays and the Yankees in their division right above them. Like, I, I'm very much intrigued to see how Vladdy does. I'm very much intrigued to see, you know, Boba Shett, Kevin Biggio, Nate Pearson, if he, uh, I think he's called up already. If not, um, I'm expecting him to be called up at some point, and I think he's just going to immediately be lights out. So, mm-hmm. uh, Miami, <sighs> last year was weird for them. Yeah. I mean, they made the playoffs, and, uh, they lost their mojo of like every time they made the playoffs, they won thing, but they managed to do it without fielding a competitive team, basically being shut down for like two weeks or something. And I, I'm unsure about how to think of them. See, I'm going to say we put them in forget about this year. I know everyone wants to put stock in a last season, but yeah. we got to remember it was 60 games and yes they did do something very impressive finishing second in the nl east but you got to remember Mets are coming back very much stronger nationals are probably going to rebound because last year was their world series hangover yeah and then the and even the, the phillies yeah the braves are the braves even the phillies you know are probably a better team than the marlins right now so as yeah. much as i want to put them in that 75 to 80 win plateau i just don't think we can be sure that they can do it do they have that potential for sure could they yeah. maybe even sneak into a playoff spot if the rest of the uh, National League gets weak? You know, it's possible, but I, I think for the most part, they should forget about this year. Yeah. What do you think, Tardis, considering you're a fan of an in-division rival? Yeah. Um, last year was weird for everyone. You know, the Nationals were terrible out of nowhere after winning the World Series. I think they could be back to form, and that's going to push the Marlins down. They might win 75 games, but I would say probably forget about them this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I think that with the strength of the rest of the teams in the division, that even if they like do manage to make 75, they're still at best like fourth place in the division. So I, I'd say forget about this year. Let the other teams in the division just kind of let do their thing. Let them close their window eventually and hopefully build up for the future. Um, meanwhile... <laughs> They're not building for the future. Cardinals are going for it now, considering they got $50 million in Nolan Arenado. 
I want to put them in playoff teams. I don't think we can lock them in just yet because, yes, Nolan Arenado, big splash. You got some good offense, but the outfield has a couple of question marks. You could get stronger there. The starting rotation past Jack Flaherty, who you got. You know, so it's yeah. it's going to be a very weak division. It's definitely very winnable, and a lot of people see them winning it, but I don't think I've got them as a lock for the playoffs. Yeah, so could could make noise for the most part. That's that's what I'm thinking. What do you think, Tardis? Yeah, I agree with that as well. Their pitching is a huge question mark. Yeah. Arenado is, is good, and he can add 10 wins to a team maybe, but pitching is pitching. Yeah, like like I'm saying, like they're going all in, but they still have some holes that they need to fix up. But yeah, like could this make is noise. a good trade for I the future. Them. Yeah, like this is a good trade for the future, and they're in a position where you know if they fill a couple more holes, they are a genuine playoff team, much less World Series contender. But until they plug those holes, I feel like they're kind of just an outside looking in wild card team, maybe the division winner that faces the other like non top record division winner in the uh, NLDS. Uh, trash cans. They uh, they lost Springer. They lost a couple other guys. Verlander. Yeah, Verlander's gone for the season. I honestly think Verlander's probably going to retire at the end of this season anyway. Um, I think he... I could see him get one more, I think. Mm. The question is how good anyway. would he be coming back? I think he's going to be like average... You know, ERA around four, yeah, kind of deal. Mm. But are they are they a playoff lock, or do we think they're going to be kind of on a downswing now? Just because of how bad the AL West is, I'm putting them as a playoff lock. Definitely not a World Series contender like they have in the past few years. Yeah, but I, I don't see this team like who, who's going to win the AL West. Are you going to trust the Los Angeles Angels pitching? Are you going to trust the Oakland A's pitching? You know, it's they, but everyone's got some good pieces, but I think Houston is the best full team in that division right now. I'm I'm inclined to agree. I, as much as I want the Angels and A's to realize their potential, even if they do, I still feel like the Astros are just barely are the better team currently, um, and they still got some decent prospects in on the horizon. I feel. I mean, hopefully Jordan comes back to form as well. I do like seeing him completely destroy a baseball. Um, but in a general sense, I feel like, yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. Not World Series, but definitely should be competing for the uh, ALCS at least. Uh, Braves, we we said Braves are the Braves. I mean, they're the Braves. They're going to make the playoffs yeah. probably. Yeah, like they got good pitching, good hitting, good defense. Ronald Acuna Jr. is honestly the guy that I'm feeling like might be MVP. Uh, come ne- come this season. Hopefully he does because I have his rookie card and I want like a lot more money. So money is money. I I I don't know if it's going to be playoff teams or World Series contenders. That's that's my main thing. I think they're World Series contenders, and here's why: the offense is stacked. You know, you've got Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr. You've got um, Ozzy Albies is pretty good. Austin Riley, I think he can take a step forward this year. Ozuna's pitching, back. Ozuna's back, yep. Um, pitching staff, if Max Freed can keep up what he did last year, he's amazing. Ian Anderson is 
definitely a rookie of the year candidate. If he has his rookie eligibility still, I don't remember. Um, I think he does. And then even, you know, back into the rotation kind of guys, uh, Drew Smiley, Charlie Morton, you know, those are going to be some solid veteran pieces. Uh, yeah. Probably the good, biggest good question. Yeah, I was going to say probably the biggest question that I have is their bullpen. Not so much the the closer role, because I think Will Smith is going to do a good job there, but just the intermediate pieces, you know, how are you going to get to that ninth inning? Yeah. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. I, I, I feel like at best, they're at, like at worst, sorry, they're like top tier of the playoff teams, but I think they're honestly World Series contenders. Tardis, are you inclined to agree? I would put them in playoff teams just because the NL East is such a big question mark. Like if the Nets or the Nationals or even the Phillies go on a tear, that could put the Braves in a wild card spot, which would change how their playoff is going to look. Yeah. They've See, shown that they, they can spot. get to the playoffs, but they haven't gotten to the World Series yet. And they've, you know, been good for the last couple of years and they always seem to fall apart. They were, at the they last were one second. win last season, but they blew the 3-1 lead. Well, and I, I think to counter that argument is the Yankees haven't made the World Series since 2009, but we're still saying they're contenders. So, like, I I, I mean, if the Rays get hot, if the Blue Jays get hot, what, Yankees could find themselves in a wild card spot. So I, I think no matter what, the Braves are going to make the playoffs and they're going to make some noise uh, in those playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I say Braves are World Series contenders, barring either them collapsing or either the Phillies, Mets, or Nationals getting hot. Uh, Orioles, I... They're going to go to they the World Series. They got good players on the horizon, but... Orioles in six. I, I don't know what... It, I don't know what to make of the Orioles. I don't think they're anywhere near playoff contention or even could make noise, but I don't know if they're going to be a 75-win team or just another forget about this year. Because they have, they have Clutchman, they have Santander... Um, they have Hayes and Mountcastle. I love how good Mountcastle looks, honestly. It's just a question of... Good power. Yeah, it's just a question of how's their pitching going to be because the Orioles pitching is notorious for being the Orioles pitching. So, I don't know. Well, and on top of that, you're playing a tin can of a stadium out there at Camden. Um, I, I personally am going to vote for Forget About This Year. I think if the Orioles were in a different division, they could maybe, you know, get to 75, 80 wins. But you got to face yeah. the Yankees 19 times, the Rays 19 times, the Blue Jays 19 times. Even the Red Sox, you know, they're going to be on a downswing, but they've still got great bats in that lineup. Yeah, and especially against the Orioles pitching, which, again, is notorious for being the Orioles pitching. Uh, I, I agree that, like, if... AL Central or even the AL West, I feel like they would be 75-80, but I think since they're simply in the AL East, regardless of their bats, their pitching is going to doom them. Agreed. Uh, the CBT, Cleveland baseball team, I I don't know what to make of them, honestly. They're, they're a weird anomaly in the AL, AL Central, which, I mean, the AL Central in general is an anomaly. I don't know. I think if everyone clicks, they could definitely make some noise and run for a wild card spot. Because you've still got Shane Bieber is incredible. Tristan yeah. McKenzie is going to be putting in work this year. Aaron Savali is, you know, looking like he's doing pretty good. Zach Plezak, that starting rotation yeah. 
no one thinks about it, but that's still a really good rotation. Yeah, uh, and even without Lindor, biggest... they still have Jose Ramirez being their big bat. Yeah, so I think the biggest question is how big of a step can those young guys make? And, uh, you know, is it going to be enough to do anything this season? I feel like they're a low could make noise. I feel like they're too good to be a 75-81 plateau, especially in the AL Central. Yeah. But I don't think they're necessarily a lock for the playoff team. Definitely not a lock. Especially because of the White Sox and the Twins. Yeah. I put them like in the, I, I feel like they're like the epitome of they could make noise if things go their way. Like they're not crazy good, but they're not even close to bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockies though. Um, uh, I'm maybe next it. year. What have they done? That was a bad idea. They're getting the number one overall pick, so that's a good idea. That is a good yeah. idea. I, I wonder if it was a stupid idea to accidentally draft Charlie Blackman as well as in, incidentally draft Tapia. I wonder if it was a bad idea to put a player op- have your GM want to put a player option in the player's contract and not the player. I wonder, I wonder if it was if a bad, bad idea, idea to trade fifty million dollars alongside a generational talent and probably the greatest player you've had since uh, Todd Helton, Larry Walker. I wonder if it's a bad idea to pick up a free agent shortstop and tell him, you know what, you're going to play first base. We are Trevor Story. You have to play somewhere else. Uh, but I can't play over there. Yeah, you know what Scott Hatterberg did? The exact same thing. Uh, yeah, Rockies, I feel like they have, like, the core's effect is going to take place, I feel, for their hitters. I think Story and, like, Blackman and Tappy are still going to be good hitters, quote-unquote, but... The core's effect also applies to pitching. Exactly Forgetting about them this year. Pitching is going to doom them either way, regardless of the core's effect. I feel like their pitching is just not up to par. I think that core's effect will give them 75-80 wins, especially in an odd NL West. I mean, they have, obviously, the Padres and the Dodgers, but, like, Diamondbacks are a bit weird, and the uh, Giants are a team. So I, I, I say 75-80. There's that, there's that moment where I'm like, uh, what do you guys believe? Hello? I don't think they'll get 75-80. I think the Padres and the Dodgers are going to, like, tear everybody up in that division. Oh, did, uh, did FX just leave to go get his, uh, He may have lunch? just left to get his quick lunch, so we will continue without him, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, alright. Uh, FX is really quickly grabbing some lunch because he hasn't eaten yet. But yeah, I, I'd say, I, I I'm inclined to agree with the 7580. But also, like, forget about this year. I'm gonna put them high tier, like the top part of forget about this year. I feel like they could get 7580 win plateau, but I, I don't know if the hitting's gonna be able to carry them that much, like you say. Um, we'll wait for the Tigers just because FX is a Tigers fan, and we can move over to the Royals. Well, you can I... talk about the Tigers. Oh, right he's now. back. All right, oh, you're yeah. back. That was fast. All right. Yeah. A- apologies. Uh, the oh, we, we figured you your Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you haven't eaten all day, you crazy man. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're in college, man. You got to eat to survive. All right, uh, the Tigers no. then. Yeah, Tigers. Tigers. I'm definitely putting them 
at least in the 75 to 80 win plateau. I might even consider putting them in could make noise, relatively speaking. I don't think they're, they have a shot at playoffs, but just everyone looks at them and thinks you're going to be bottom of the AL Central, bottom of the American League. And Tigers made some sneaky offseason signings that actually might work out for them. Got Robbie Grossman, got Jonathan Scope, Nomar Mazzara, yeah. all some good power hitters. Um, and then some of the young guys are starting to come up too with Willie Castro's got a good bat. Jamer Candelario's starting to pick up his bat. And yeah. uh, Renato Nunez, also another sneaky signing on the offense. And then, of course, with the pitching, Casey Mize just got announced that he's in the rotation to start the year, along with Tariq Skubal. Um, you got to think that Matt Manning's coming up at some point this season. So, yeah, I I could see them finishing above 500 if everything goes perfectly. And so that's why I might consider putting them in could make noise. But at the very least, I'm putting them 75 to 80 wins. Yeah, I, I feel like they're going to do better than the Mariners. But I still feel that 75 80, especially with Cleveland and Chicago and Minnesota ahead of them, they're yeah. they're going to be ahead of the Royals. Like they're not going to be dead last, but mm-hmm. they still got to build it up. A high fourth place, maybe. Yeah, like Probably. even like maybe scratching around like that third place if one of the teams above them kind of does bad. But for the most part, they'll be like that. They'll be a solid like fourth place team that's on the upswing. We've got a, a question in the chat. Kind of competitive. Fr- from Frango Mint, Nomar Mazzara, are you excited about him? Nomar Mazzara, i kind of excited about him. I'm mostly excited to see if he can get that power going, get a few home runs. I don't expect them to be with us after this season. I think he's mostly just trade bait. Um, but I think Tigers have a couple of guys who can bump him out. And, you know, hopefully he can just keep his spot until the trade deadline. We can send him off. Yeah. And, I mean, jokes aside about Scope as well, like the memes aside, he's a good player. Like, he's a very good second baseman. But and he's also quite good, like, uh, not role player, sorry, like a good team leader type guy, I feel. But mm-hmm. he, he's probably going to be, like, arguably the best hitter that they have alongside the young guys so we'll see what happens i I think that they have a quality mix of both will miggy hit 500 this year i want will he hit 500 home run get get over it like can we just get miggy past 500 home runs please he's gonna get past 500 home runs this year i don't know if he'll get past 3,000 hits but he definitely could yeah uh seems that Gotta get past something. The Royals getting past being bad. Uh literally fifth place. Like, Forget about they it. They have they have some guys, but like the guys are all too young right now. Yeah. Uh, alongside like Salvador Perez. Like Carlos by the time Santana. his contract is up is yeah. Carlos Santana the King. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't like they have good players, but like too few of them, and then their good youth is too young. Uh Brewers, NL Central is a weird division. Yeah, I, 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 I think they I put could them make in noise. Co- yeah, yeah. But I, I don't see them as a playoff lock, especially in again such a weird division as the NL Central. It's, I don't know what's with the Central divisions being so weird, but like, 
over in the AL. Obviously, you got the, the Twins, Red, not Red Sox, Twins, White Sox, and Cleveland. And then you have, you know, the Brewers, Cardinals, and Cubs, and even to an extent, maybe the Reds as well. I feel like they could take a jump. But, like, any of those teams could win the division, and any of those teams could easily collapse. Hmm. I'm saying could make noise. I'm not saying as much Could make noise in the NL Central does mean 75 to 80 wins, though. That is true, but I, I feel like the Brewers all around are good enough to not be at 75-80, barring, again, a major collapse, like injuries to, like, Yelich and Hira, and even, like, Woodruff, I think they can still, like, get the winning record. Um, Angels, I also want to say, could make noise. They're not a yeah. playoff lock, but if they realize their potential... And, if Otani like, doesn't get hurt... To, again, like, if Shohei goes back to form and, like... Trout says he was fixing his swing. Guy's going to hit 600 this year. What do you think, effects? I mean, if you got a team with Trout, Rendon, and Otani in your lineup, you're going to make noise. You know, question is, can the pitching rotation be average even? Because I think... If Bundy can keep up what he was doing last year. If the Angels have an average pitching season and the offense stays producing like they have been and i think they're a playoff lock but that's a big if to ask of that angels starting rotation and bullpen yeah uh like yeah trout automatically makes the team pretty good at the whole baseball thing it's just a matter of the players around him i think that if the rest of the team can do well i think that they can make noise so let's hope that they do. Also, Dylan Bundy's actually good at pitching again. So let's hope that continues. Uh, it's partially the same thing with the A's. I'm not really certain about them anymore. I don't know. Well, no one's ever certain about them. No one thinks that the A's are going to be, you know, solid playoff contenders and then they just win 95 games out of nowhere. Yeah. Like as they just cr- traded Crush for uh, Andrus, especially since they lost. Uh, I can't remember that name. Shorts that name. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't remember his name all of a sudden. And like uh, Puck looks really good. I know they're using him as I believe long relief and emergency starter right now, but I feel like he could be a solid starter in the future. Um, all around the team looks good, but like. It's the same way that they were like good with Moneyball, where it was like they have good players, but like, are the te- is the team as a whole good enough to really make a push? So I feel like they could make noise as a wild card team. I don't necessarily think they're going to be the division winner, but I also don't think that they're going to be in like that like rough third place area of like oh we're we're barely above like the two bad teams that are in our division. Yeah. Uh. Taris, do you, do you think the Phillies are going to have a terrible bullpen again or no? That's literally the only reason why they will make a playoff or not. They've done a lot to improve that this year. They picked up Jose Alvarado, who's signed to a minor league contract, but I don't think there's any way he doesn't make the bullpen at this point. He's been on fire in spring training. Archie Bradley's going to be good. Hector Neris added a third pitch. If that yeah. pitch can be, you know as unreliable as his other two pitches 
He's an average reliever. They got some of these guys coming off of injury. I think... Oh, did they cut Victor Arano? I honestly can't remember anymore. They might have... Um, they'll have Sir Anthony Dominguez back by the end of the year, hopefully. I still don't know why he took a year to get Tommy John surgery, but I think if they can figure it out... And they have a, a pitching coach that actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. So, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Could make noise. What do you think... Uh, yeah, what do you think about it? Uh, effects Could make noise or... See, my only concern, and I keep going back to this with a lot of the teams, the division that they're playing in is very scary. You know, I think we're all pretty sure that they're going to finish behind the Braves and the Mets. And so it just comes down to, are they better than the Nationals? You look at the rotation, I'd probably give it to the Nationals. You look at the offense, I give it to the Phillies. You look at the bullpen, give it to the Nationals. So... I, I think that 75 to 80 win, but like on the high end of that uh, is probably yeah. where I would put them. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with the high end 75 to 80 wins, especially just because of how many times they're going to have to play the division rivals is going to really kill them. I think that they're going to do great outside of the division. Like AL teams, I think they're going to do pretty good against. I think um, against both the Central and the West, even they'll do pretty good. But it's going to be their own division that's going to have like a big impact on how their overall record is and whether or not they'll make the playoffs. I I'm not necessarily certain that they're going to do better than the Nationals, but I feel like both teams are going to have some rough skids. I'm honestly going to say though, at the end of the day. Phillies, I'm going to put on the low end of could make noise, but like just barely outside of the 75-80 win plateau. I feel like if they can realize the potential and the bullpen performs, then um, then they can make some noise. But if it doesn't, in the pitching as well, doesn't really live up to par, it's just not going to be a good year for them. Uh, Pirates, just we don't even need to talk about them. We, do, we just don't. Forget about it. Yeah. Forget yeah, about it. No. Uh, Padres, we do need to talk about. Even with all of the buying that they've done this offseason, are they officially World Series contenders, or are they still only a playoff team? They have to beat the Dodgers. I'd put them in playoff teams just because the Dodgers won the World Series last year. Yeah, and the Indian division as well. I would put them at World Series contenders. You know, I've been the first one on the train to tell them to pump the brakes, but... You got Machado is raking. Trent Grisham looks like he's going to be really good. Cronenworth, Will Myers. Uh, the pitching staff is gross. I do think that they're probably the worst out of the World Series contenders. But, you know, I still think that, especially if someone can knock off the Dodgers quickly, that, you know, the Padres can have a fairly easy route to the World Series uh, if that happens. Yeah. I I want to say they're still having to get over the hump of the Dodgers, but I think they have the talent too. And I think that they have a good solid, you know, five or six years ahead of them of really competing. Because um, they, they already have the in, insane rotation that they already have alongside the fact that Mackenzie Gore is probably going to fit into that rotation at some point in time. And Mackenzie Gore, in my opinion, is a better pitching prospect than Patino. So I feel like, all in all, Padres should be on the World Series contenders. But 
they can very easily be down at like the top tier of playoff teams. They're like right in the middle. Uh, Rangers, arguably the worst team in the AOS. Can we can we agree on that? Yeah. Not even arguably, they are the worst team in the AOS. Yeah, like 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 I feel like the Mariners have enough talent to beat them out and. The and their stadium's just a knockoff and round field. They're just going to bitch about a 3-0 count Grand Slam. Like, grow up. Um, Fire so yeah. your coach like, just even, for saying that. Yeah. Um, Red Sox, I... I want to I wanna have hope and be like, oh, yeah, once Sale comes back, our pitching's a bit more solidified and everything, you know, we're going to be good. But our pitching is still such a big problem. I'm... I'm confident that Erod is going to be the same player uh, that he was before COVID with the heart condition. Uh, I've made it clear and made it very well known that Ivaldi is not a starting caliber pitcher anymore. Um, at best, he's long relief. At worst, he should not even be on a major league roster. Uh, I, even though Kike Hernandez has grown on me, I still feel like we overpaid him a little bit. Um, but I, I understand a bit more that like we're really just more alongside having him be a platooner as well as be this like leadoff guy just until Jeter Downs comes up. Um, and then Jeter is going to take over there while Kike either is gone or he might be in the outfield a little bit. I miss Andrew Benintendi. I mostly miss JBJ. Um, I very much miss Mookie, but all in all, I, I don't even think I could say could make noise. I feel like with the pitching that we have, and the inconsistency of some of our players, I feel like we're a high-end 75 to 81 team. You love you some Jeter, don't you? Not that Jeter. I didn't say which Jeter. I just said Jeter. I know which Jeter you're referring to, though. Or do you? Uh, yes. Uh, Giants. They're they're not the worst team in the I was NLS, surprised by opinion. them last year. Yeah, they're not the worst team in the NL by far, but I put them seventy-five to eighty. Gonna, yeah, I don't think they're going to scratch playoffs. I I think they could. <clears throat> I really think they could because we've seen what their offense can do, mm-hmm. and that ballpark is pretty good for pitchers. So Kevin Gosman, Johnny Cueto, they don't need to be amazing. They just need to keep the ball in the ballpark. Uh, but you got. Mike Yastrzemski, Alex Dickerson, Evan Longoria still got a bit of stick left. Uh, yeah. And then Donovan Solano. I, I don't think he's going to be batting 400 this season, but even if he can bat 300, you know, that's good guy to get on base and set him up for RBI chances. So, What about that bullpen, yeah. though? That Personally, was pretty bad. Bullpen is worrying, but I think kind of going back to the starting pitcher type thing, the Bay Area, big stadium out there, you can get away with it. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not picking them for the playoffs, but I think the combination of pretty average team plus, you know, I don't know if there's many wildcard contenders in the National League. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, there's definitely some debate. I'll, I'll put them, I'd say they're high-end 75 to 80 win. Because, again, like, the NL West is, like, really just 
Padres Dodgers country right now, but they could still maybe make some noise, you know, getting that like outside of the division record uh, going, even especially with the home record. I still remember when um, Ichiro managed to like successfully fool that one guy because it looked like that ball was going to be hit out of the park, but it just calmly bounced off that really high wall over in right field. I, I, I feel like the ballpark is very pitcher friendly. And I feel like the Giants are going to do their best to exploit that in their favor whenever they're playing at home. So I think that they could make noise, but I'm going to put them high 75-81 plateau just because of the division record is going to be so key for them. Uh, Dodgers, we World Series. barely, yeah, like, no, like there's no other reason they would be anywhere Not else. Not just it's, contenders, they're World Series favorites. Yeah, like... I, I on, honestly, they're going high end of World Series contenders just because they're the favorites. The best player that you lost was like Kike Hernandez. Yeah. The best player you gained was Trevor Bauer. That's a pretty good trade, even if even if Trevor Bauer is a fucking asshole. And uh, if they actually pay attention to putting crap on the ball, he's not going to be as good. Yeah. Uh, Diamondbacks. I, I'm uncertain. I have no them. idea anymore. Diamondbacks are a very odd team. They've got guys who can perform, but they didn't last year. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to hopefully be a return to form for a lot of their guys. I think Cattell's going to be really good. Um, Zach Gallen, I'm putting a lot of faith in. As I think he's one of my pitchers right now on my fantasy team. I would and put I mean, them in seventy-five, eighty because I don't think they're going to make the wild card based on the other teams in the National League. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the NL like could make noise right now, which is like the Phillies, Brewers, and Cardinals, and even like outside team looking in is like the Giants. I, I feel like a lot of those guys really are necessarily just could make noise just because of the division that they're in. Because, like, again, the NL East is really, really scary, and, like, the NL Central is just really weird. The NL West, though, like I said earlier, you know, it's Padres and Dodgers, or bust. And I feel like they could do better than the Giants. I feel like they could maybe be, like, a low could make noise. Maybe maybe just squeak it in the wild card spot, but nowhere near, like, a playoff, like, lock. You guys, this, uh, you guys disagree I would, or anything? I, I don't know that much about their team, to be honest. Because somebody called really Duggo really fast. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> I'm an expert on snakes. My my thoughts on it are, I think, if we do like ten thousand simulations, I think the Giants are going to come out ahead of the Diamondbacks in most of them. Yeah. But who who do I think would have the best individual season out of those 10,000 simulations? I think it's the Diamondbacks. I think they've got high potential. I just don't know how much they're going to maximize that potential. Whereas I think the Giants are going to get the most out of their players, but their players aren't necessarily worth enough for a playoff spot just yet. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I'm going to put them in 75-80 win, personally. I, I say put them right next to the Giants, honestly, for 7580. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that. Uh, Mets, they're playoff, I feel. I don't think the World Series, but they're playoff. 
See, I almost want to put him right next to the Blue Jays. Just because I feel like the same thing that we're saying about the Blue Jays could be said about the Mets in that they made lots of noise, but you got to show it to me. Mm. So, what do you think, Tardis? I, I hate them, so. I do hate them. It's the Mets. They always are like, you know, they'll have a great roster and then they'll somehow miss the playoffs because a bunch of guys get cold at the same time. I would put, yeah, I would put injured. them right next to the, or injured. So I'd put them next to the Blue Jays. Yeah, I can, I can dig that, honestly. Let's just hope Ed Luz Diaz doesn't lose as much this time around. Uh, White Sox, are they playoff locks? Do we feel like they're playoff locks? Like I think they're better than the Twins. Division, but like a wild card. I put them like the number one playoff team that's not a World Series contender just yet. Yeah, I they they improved a lot in the off season, and they still have some youth that's oh, it's still some youth that's growing. Hi, uh, I accidentally like unintentionally just straightened like elbowed my uh, phone thing. Weird, but um, yeah. In general, they might they might make the World Series. They they might squeak in, but I feel like they're definite playoff team no matter what. Uh, twins. I also want to say playoff lock, but I don't. I don't think they are as much as the White Sox are. I would put them between the Rays and the Astros. I think they're the high wild card team, if anything, than a division winner. I think the White Sox are better than them, but I think yeah. they probably will make the playoffs. What are you thinking? I'm just trying to think of who else could make it out of the American League. We got Yankees for sure making it, Astros for sure making it, Rays probably getting the wild card, and the White Sox are winning the division. So that leaves one spot left in the American League. And do I think the Twins are the best team out of all the remaining AL teams? Yes. But do I think they're guaranteed to make that final spot? <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure. I think the A's could sneak up and catch them. I think the Angels could sneak up and catch them. I think the Cleveland baseball team could sneak up and catch them. So I yeah. I want to put them like even higher than the Blue Jays, but I still do think that it needs to be could make some noise. Mm. I I'm inclined to agree with where Tardis is wanting to put them, like just right between the Rays and Twins. That's uh, fine. Rays and Astros, sorry. But I think with the NL especially, like the teams that you see are the, that are the best in the entire NL are like World Series contenders. They will fight each other for it. Whereas the AL, it's a bit tougher to really say like who could make it besides the Yankees. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just goes to show that there's like such a weird tier between and the difference between the NL and AL. I mean, we got two more NL Centrals than the Nationals, so. Cubs, I'm I'm wanting to say they're going to do good, but at the same time, I don't really know. NL Central's, again, weird, but I don't think they'll be as good as the Cardinals, but they also can easily outclass them in some cases. I would they put did, them lower than the Cardinals, like near around where we had I'd the kind of A's put them, and the Phillies. Yeah, I was going to say right between those two. 
Yeah, I because they lost a lot in the off season, and they got some guys, but I don't think any of them are going to match the production of the players that they lost combined. Uh, well, something else we should consider too, actually, before we make that move official. Do we think they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline? Because you got a couple of big names that are on free, like on the last year of their contract. Oh, that's that's yeah. true. So, Chris Bryant, yeah. <clears throat> Chris Bryant, Javi Baez. So like, do I? It think depends where they, they are. Could make noise. It depends yeah, where they yeah. are at the trade deadline. Yeah, and honestly, I would put. I think. I would put them lower than the Phillies just because of that trade deadline situation. I'm. I might even. I'm considering maybe putting them in the 75 to 80 win plateau area, just because, like I said, you know, unless they're winning the division by a mile, I really don't think there's any reason to hang on to both of those guys if they're if they might leave in the off season. So. Yeah, it's. They're, I honestly think they're right between where the Phillies and Red Sox are. Either they're the very bottom of could make noise or the very top of 75 to 80. I'm inclined to side with going with just under the Phillies on could make noise, but very easily yeah. they can drop down to 75 80. Yeah. Like they're, they're right in the middle. Uh, Nationals, they're also right in the middle, I feel. I, I think they could kind of put them like the between like the Brewers and the Angels. Yeah, like they like, could I, I make noise, smack dab in the middle, but they're they're not necessarily like a big name that I'm expecting. Kind of, kind of the same thing with the Reds. I feel like they can definitely make the playoffs and not only score like one run or whatever it was last year. Yeah, but it's definitely a question of how their pitching is going to do because they have some good guys, obviously Castillo and Gray. But bullpen can kind of be a bit streaky. I think they're siding with... They're not siding with Garrett. Who are they siding with again? They got a couple guys. I yeah, because Garrett's up. one of their finalists for the closer spot. They've got um, Garrett, Lucas Sims, TJ Antone, and Sean Doolittle are all kind of fighting yeah. for it. Yeah, Doolittle could maybe be it, but I think Sims is the one they're going with right now which isn't even half bad. He's a good pitcher. But I, I feel like if any of them do bad, per se, in the closer spot, they're going to be shuffled around a lot. And I think that could be a problem for the Reds, just not having a nailed-down closer throughout to just end the games. I, I'm inclined to put them between Angels and Athletics. Do we think they're better than the Cubs? I feel like they could be better than the Cubs yeah. this season. Yeah. Okay. I put them like, above I, I the A's. Yeah, I don't think they're above the Brewers or Cardinals. But I think that, all, in general, like the top four should be, most likely in the Central, it's going to be either Cardinals or Brewers in first, and then the other in second, and then Reds, Cubs, then obviously Pirates in the basement. Yeah. So I, I, I say right between Angels and uh, A's. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I can do that. Yeah, so in conclusion, we got the Rockies, Marlins, Orioles, Royals, Pirates, and Rangers in the just pretend this year didn't happen. We got the Red Sox, Giants, Diamondbacks, Tigers, and Mariners in the 75-81 plateau where they could do something. 
but they're either on a downturn and can't really get rid of a couple players, or they're on the upswing, but they're still growing their players. Uh, could make noise. They could squeak into the playoffs. They could make some noise in the playoffs, but they could also completely fall apart. That's the Blue Jays, the Mets, Cardinals, Cleveland baseball team, Milwaukee Brewers, Nationals, Angels, Reds, A's, and Phillies and Cubs. Uh, playoff teams, they are locked for the playoffs. They are not going to necessarily, we believe, potentially win the World Series or even make it, but they're going to make some noise in October, and I feel like they, we feel like they could maybe make a run. That is the White Sox, Rays, Twins, and Astros. Basically, playoff teams are just... We don't know for sure who's going to make it out of the AL, aside from the Yankees, if the Yankees don't make it. Speaking of the Yankees, they are part of the World Series contenders with the Dodgers, Braves, Padres, and now, of course, the Yankees, which, if, if they don't make it, oh, wow, you, you completely failed miserably. I feel like the NLCS is probably going to be the most exciting matchup in the entire playoffs, though, specifically because it could be any of these three teams going against each other, and that's going to be so much fun. The season's going to be uh, fun yeah. no matter what. Yeah, it's it's nice to have fans back in the ballparks um, at whatever capacity uh, each stadium is at. Uh, it's going to be nice to have a full regular like 162-game season throughout the season as well. Um, and, I mean, we got good youth coming up all around. We got some good players that are coming back from injuries or that are on the upswing. This This should be a pretty fun year all around. The Rangers have even full though. capacity, but they're not going to have a full stadium the whole season. Even it's great. though I cannot stress this enough, the Red Sox are going to be so weird. And I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to love it. Uh, well, now we got to talk about uh, good old awards. Uh, main ones we'll talk about really fast, honestly, are probably going to be Rookie of the Year and Cy Young alongside MVP. I, I wouldn't necessarily say gold gloves and silver sluggers, except for like any of the big names that should win it. JP Crawford, uh, done. <laughs> JP Crawford, just everything. MVP yes. for both leagues, why not? Bartolo Colon. Uh, big sexy. Uh, I mean, AL MVP, I honestly think, is probably going to be most likely Trout. I could see it being maybe... Um, Maybe one of the White Sox players, and maybe even, like, uh, oh, why can't I remember his name all of a sudden? Maybe even, like, Austin Meadows is a dark horse, but I'm uncertain for sure. I feel like NL is a bit more easier to kind of make the guess. It's either going to be Acuna or Bellinger, maybe even Betts or Tatis. See, a couple of dark horse names I want to toss in there um, for the American League, and this is partly going to be based off of the word valuable, so, like, how much do they mean to the team? Jose Ramirez, he's easily the best player on the Cleveland baseball team. Um, I think he has potential to hit 40 home runs this season. And he's also got some sneaky speed. He could steal maybe 20 bases. Um, so if he maximizes everything like that, I wouldn't be surprised to see him winning it. But like I said, uh, like you said, I do think Trout probably has the best shot to win it in the American League. National League, um, I think another one of the favorites probably has to be Juan Soto. You know, he's mashing all day, every day. As for a dark horse in the National League, uh, I'd like to see Lindor, you know, put up some numbers in New York and, uh, you know, make his new team proud. Mm. What do you think, Tardis? 
Well, as a Phillies fan, I am obligated to say Bryce Harper and Alec Bohm. I think Bryce Harper actually does have a good shot this year. He has two kids now, so he's got kid power. There you go. Dad power. Dad power. And there was video of um, yeah. his son, Crew, hitting dingers. Although I think he said he wants Crew to be a hockey player, but... Either way. Philly's, Philly's number one pick in 20... I don't know how old he is. 20... When he get drafted? 18? 20... 30-something, I think. Yeah. Alright, well... I mean, Cy Young is Cy Young. Probably will be a couple of good guys, but... DeGrom, Cole... Uh, maybe yeah. Nola again. The usual suspects. Yeah, the usual suspects. I don't know if I trust Garrett Cole to win the Cy Young. I just... it. Everyone hypes him up so much, and he does amazing, but I think he's kind of like the 1B to the Cy Young winner's 1A pretty much every year. I want to see you Darvish so, try to get Cy Young. I like watching him. He He's my dark horse pick in the National League. I, I, I really think that he's bounced back. All right, well, I mean, aside from Rookie of the Year, which it could be anybody virtually, uh... I think I can wrap this up for right now. Whoa, 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 Ether. We're not done here. We're not done here. I told you I had some shit to talk about. First off, thank you, Special, for joining us. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, fuck you, Howie Roseman. Fuck you. Dude, fuck you. Dude, fuck water. you. He's been GM dude, of the team <laughs> since 2016 after they fired Chip Kelly, which was his mistake to hire him in the first place. But that's not what I'm talking about. Howie Roseman has drafted 36 players. 36 players. He has drafted one bro pro bowler in those 36 players. Ether, what is the name of the pro bowler that he drafted? Carson Wentz. He drafted Carson Wentz, ran him out of the fucking city by drafting another quarterback in the second round that you didn't need. Then, this is the fun part, they run him out of the town. They get the sixth overall pick in the draft. They could have had the third one if they hadn't used Hertz at all, by the way. But um, today, or the sixth overall pick is something Howie can't fuck up. He's always been shit at drafting good players. He skipped out on, like, Metcalf and crap. What the fuck, Howie? But sixth overall pick, you can't fuck that up. There's only, like, two real options you grab there. You get the best wide receiver on the board because that's what they need. So of course, how he trade if it's if it's going to be Devonte Smith or not, which I don't. Think it doesn't matter Smith. anymore because how he trade tried to well first how he tried to trade up in the draft to the third pick where he wanted to take guess what another fucking quarterback. You're really gonna draft a quarterback in the first two rounds again after what just fucking happened? So Especially that didn't work. To do it. Yeah, that that didn't work. So instead, he trades down to the twelfth pick, which is very fuckable because it's Howie Roseman. So Howie Roseman, fuck you! If you're not fired next year, I'm gonna punch Jeff Lurie in the nuts. What did Jeff Lurie do to deserve all this? He hired Howie Roseman and didn't fire him. Fair enough. They've worked together twenty years. He should know how bad of a GM he is by now. You know the culture here. 
is actually damn good. That should be the next Bruce Smith. Quick, Washington football team, hire me. Do it. You won't. That's apparently that's going to be their actual name now, too. If it's actually going to be their full-time fo- name, like the Washington football team, that is amazing. And honestly, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, I Fuck Dan Snyder, because... Can they dude, at least pick a better logo? But, like, because it's kind of boring. No, because he, he just bought the minority share of the team. So he, like, has full ownership now. So he, he's not dying anytime fucking soon. Can they at least pick a better font for the me. logo? The W is really boring. Can they at least run Dan Snyder out of town and just choose to be called, like, another version of, like, the fact you that they're they the capital do? of the United States? You know what they should do? They should restart their whole franchise with, I don't know, Howie Roseman running the thing. Here, here's a simple way to do it. Washington diplomats, Washington senators, like two literally right off the bat that have that have actual like mainstay. Washington bullets. Oh wait, you can't use that anymore. Like those two names literally has like full mainstay. Washington capital insurrect. Oh no no no, that's not that's not gonna work. Shut the fuck up. Let me make my point. Damn you. Washington no. white people. I'm not gonna named after Dan now. Snyder. Anyway, diplomats and senators are both very easy to do. You can even do representatives. Why the fuck not? Fuck, fuck it. Call the team the Washington Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes. Why, why don't you do that? Do it. She's do it, Dan Snyder. You won't. I don't care. She's in Washington now. The Washington Douglases. The team with two names. Just, just don't name it the Washington. It's such a... I get obviously why they changed it, and it's a good thing they finally fucking changed it. But don't keep football team. Cleveland isn't gonna stay Cleveland baseball team as much as we want them to. They they're aren't even. Just gonna go they're not to the- technically Cleveland baseball team. I don't know if they're going to be because they're just gonna rename next year. I was about to say I think they're just renaming them straight up next year. But like Cleveland Spiders are bust. Yeah, like Cleveland. I will also yeah, accept Cleveland Drew Carries. I will take Drew. I will take. Cleveland, Cleveland Drew carries. I'll take that. The Cleveland carries. Simple as that. Have Drew Carey throw out the first pitch every day for the rest of his life, and even after I'm sure he'd like that. They just have to move the prices right to Cleveland. The prices right from the outfield grandstands of instead of I think I think they tape the prices right under James Corden, which I feel sorry for them. At least it's not at the same time. Corden tapes at like five in the afternoon or whatever. Which still, I, I actually know it'd be three because it airs at eleven here or eleven thirty or no twelve thirty here. It's probably in the afternoon I, there. I or, never truly understand like why they don't go more late night live with some late night shows. Kimmel tried, but their sensor was terrible, so now everyone records in the afternoon. Hmm. Like I get, Weird. I get it in the early days, like the original Steve Allen Tonight Show, which apparently my grandma worked for, so that's cool. But they recorded their show was eleven to one a.m., and that's kind of ridiculous. So they recorded earlier in the day. The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson recorded at two in the afternoon. Yeah, but he pretend he at least pretended it was live most of the time. Yeah, they're good at pretending it's live, but like, yeah. 
I mean, in in general, just just fuck the NFC East. Are there any likable like owners or teams in the I NFC like East? Jeff Lurie, I like Jeff Lurie, but he has no idea what he's doing. The but dude like in general. Are threw, there any likable? You know, teams cornhole, the, the game with the bean bags and the wood thingy things. Yeah, we call it bags here in the Midwest, like it's regular cornhole. people. He shut the fuck up. He made one from behind the back. At okay. a tailgate party outside at the Eagles Stadium. I've seen people do that with beer cans, dude. It's How can not you not? Yeah, but he's the owner. He's like 70. He's the owner of the Eagles. Okay, and? He grew up. He was trying to buy the Patriots, but he couldn't get the financing or whatever because the Patriots sucked. So then he bought the Eagles, who also sucked, but slightly less badly. Fair. I mean, I'll take Robert Kraft any day, though. Even though Kraft is a very odd guy, to put it lightly. But yeah, in short, fuck the NFC East. Fuck you, fuck. Howie Roseman. Retire. Yeah, You're 45. Retire, coward. <laughs> You're 45. Retire, coward. I wish. Why are you staring into my eyes like that? You said you were going to talk about March Madness. I'm too busy wondering why you're staring into my eyes. Because I'm waiting for you to start talking about March Madness. Because I don't watch <laughs> college basketball. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the fuck with March Madness? Um, so Illinois is not winning it. Uh, big rip for my bracket. 12, 12 straight years, Tardis. I have had 85% accuracy on these brackets. And wow. that stopped this year by a fucking long shot. I didn't do one again. Yeah, I I lost two of my final four picks in the first two rounds, them being Texas and Illinois. I still have Zaga and Baylor. Yay. But, like, considering I had neither of them winning it? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, Loyola and Oral Roberts' main stories right now going into Sweet 16. A 15 seed back in for the first time since 2013 with Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, Loyola just doing the same thing that Loyola did three years ago. It's fun. I honest, I honestly really like it. I it's nice having like that pride of like Loyola making a deep run, not only in Chicago but Illinois in general, especially considering they beat Illinois pretty badly, like. It's not. It, it's it, this is honestly one of the most, if not the most, interesting March Madness tournaments I have ever seen in my lifetime. And I saw UMBC lose. Not you. Sorry, UMBC win by twenty as a sixteen seed over the top seeded Virginia in the entire tournament. And then they immediately turned it around and won the whole damn thing next year, because of course, why wouldn't they? It's it's fun. Well, so you just have uh, you have Penn State, so you never really cared. Are you, why um, are you just staring at me? I'm a Villanova anger? basketball guy because Temple sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot Villanova and Temple are both in Philly. Villanova is like a 10-minute train ride. Yeah. I met like, Jalen Brunson. He's a cool dude. Yeah, I... um. What was I going to say? Oh, like it's... It's like two train rides for me to get to Loyola, but it's like 
one train ride to get to Champagne. The only reason I have to take two trains is to get one downtown and then another to that part of the suburbs of the Chicago. I can walk so. to parts of Temple. They're uh, they have like a medical school that's kind of close to me. The rest of it's in North Philly, but it's just a subway yeah. ride. All the all the schools near me are like community colleges and Chicago State University, which is basically a community college. Like I I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody known coming out of Chicago State. It's like oh hey, I went to Chicago State for like half a year just because. Yeah. Just because, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just just because. I wanted, I wanted to go to every college in the world for a whole half of a year. And I didn't. Because I stopped at Chicago State because I realized how stupid it was. That That's the type of people that go to Chicago State. People go, They're the Edmonton Oilers of Chicagoland colleges. You go there to die. So anyway, logistical news about the podcast. This episode was recorded entirely on a Friday, and it will be uploaded on a Wednesday, which is both different from what we normally do. That was recorded on a Thursday, as well as on the same Friday, that was uploaded on Saturday. Yes. We decided that after we recorded the intro, because we recorded the the beginning of that before we recorded this, if that makes sense. The timeline goes draft thingy. Recording the draft, recording the picks thing that you heard earlier, recording the intro to the draft, or recording the episode of this, recording the intro to the draft, and then, yeah, I think that's everything. I don't know. No, and then, um, yeah, and then recording the record scratch. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's part of this. That's this is the same recording. Exactly. That's recording we're literally doing right now. Yeah. As you can tell, we are properly planned. uh, Adult and idiot. Yeah, you can, you you're can the tell idiot. who's the adult. Who's Twenty years old. I'm an adult. You you're can like, also be an idiot. Okay, at least like not. I uh, working at the working at Outdoor Ed for this like past month. I had, would like be like, hi, uh, I'm Ether. I'm twenty years old. I'm an idiot. Like I would calmly be just be like acknowledge that I'm like an idiot, and the kids would. Just love it. It was hilarious. They'd be like, "Children are ah, terrible, though." To be honest, I worked at a camp for three years. Two of them were as a counselor in training, so I didn't get paid. They literally glued a piece of paper to the back of my shirt because they were out of tape. That's actually hilarious and not the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I've had uh, kids go to the bathroom in rivers, like literally pull their pants down and piss and shit in the river. Um. <laughs> I had a kid temporarily blind another kid in one of his Ooh. eyes because he chucked a shoe into his eye out of nowhere. Um, I was oh, I got a fun one. I, a fun I was one. waterboarded by, by a kid. That's nice. That was fun. He, like, pulled me out by the hair, and he's like, yeah, you like being drowned? I'm like, not really, and then slammed right back in. This is a Great. fun one. I wasn't I, there for this, but I was told about this because apparently it was while I was either going to or working at the camp. I'm not entirely sure. Two kids were putting... They every they provide transportation home on yellow buses, you know, and uh, these kids put their towels up over the seats so you couldn't see them. And apparently, they were taking some images of themselves and putting them online. That's never fun. I there was this like uh there's this thing that we uh, did in my high school, where like the seniors the night before our last day, like in school, we would like air out like all of our dirty laundry, like spill all of the tea, quote unquote. 
And originally, it was, you know, it, not lighthearted necessarily, but, like, you would you, it would be, like, regular, like, regular exposing shit. Like, oh, yeah, uh, Becky cheated on Billy with Bobby and, like, all that other random shit. And then, like, there would always be, like, one fight that happened. Uh, that changed in my junior year when the senior class above me decided to partake in um, <laughs> vengeful pictures of their former significant others, Yikes. to put it lightly and legally. Yeah, and then from that point on, the school made burner accounts to, like, monitor everything. And then my senior class, we had two kids fight over who was better at chess. So you can see how quickly that fell down the hill. I think nowadays it's just, like, who did drugs in which bathroom. I, I love my high school. It was the worst experience of my life. I haven't been to my high school in a year. Not counting when I, I went once to pick up some You guys shit. had COVID. It's like you guys had COVID. I had kids getting caught having sex in the pool. I went like once day. to pick up some things that I left there and get my copy of 1984 and stuff and return a couple things. And that was it. How many kids in your class have said that this world is like 1984 right now, huh? Not that many, sure. to be honest. I think most of the people saying that online haven't actually read the book. Probably haven't. Probably can't. Probably won't. Yeah. Now I gotta write an ah, essay about it. Show. So that's cool. Now I gotta write an essay. Just say, uh, literally, all you need to say is like, "What? What effect? Uh, what? How do you see 1984 in the modern world?" Just say, "Look outside." I already wrote my thesis statement. That was my assignment my today. Look at my phone. Look at look at look at this bottle of Dunhill London Desire Body Spray. There's actually a camera inside this body spray that surgically attached itself to yourself. People are getting vaccines with microchips in People are going to believe that, too. People would believe that shit. I just created a conspiracy theory because I am partaking in shit housing. (laughs) Why do we cheer for Jonathan Scope podcast where we create conspiracy theories and yell at Philadelphia Eagles upper management? Fuck you, Howie Roseman. <laughs> so yeah, that that's kind of going to do it for here. Thank you guys all for watching, hanging out. Uh, next episode will be uh, whenever, probably the next two weeks or so. Yeah, scheduling's uh, weird we got, now because you have a job and I have nothing. You have school, but like you're done. Yeah, like, but halfway it, through I'm done day. at like two in the afternoon. So and then we have like and then we have like literally like two hours if we want to get any recording done some days, and then it's like yeah. oh I have to take two trains to work all of a sudden. Whoop. Record it on the train. Yeah. Record it on the train. You can just hear, the next stop will be, uh, the next stop will be Clark and Lake. Stand Lake. clear of the closing doors, please. No, I, that wasn't bad. I just realized I do a really Thank good you. impression of the Metro trains around here. The next stop will be Western Avenue and Sibley Boulevard. Our subways don't have a... Our trains don't have a voice thing. You just have to pay attention, but our buses is a welcome to Route 17 service. Yeah, we have that too, but it's like, but it's just like, welcome to, it's like, doors open on the, like, for CTA trains, it's like, Clark and Lake is the next stop. Doors open on the left at Clark and Lake. It's like, well, shit, thanks for stating the obvious, idiot. And then, like, the buses are just, like, the bus driver being like, Clark and Lake, get the fuck off. Simple <laughs> as that.
Really? Oh, believe me. I've been sworn at by bus drivers more than I've been sworn at by, like, regular people on the street. Are, are uh, bus drivers and stuff went on strike a couple years ago because we are known for saying, back door, dickhead, because they never open the back door even if you're standing there and they have a camera so they can see you there, but they still don't open the back door. It's like they want you to call them a dickhead for not opening the back door. Our, uh, I think every single major, like profession that's like a blue collar profession in chicago has gone on strike at some point because it's chicago of course we're like lowballing them in some way shape or form so duh it's it's great love it but yeah uh you guys are all wonderful have a wonderful rest of your day or afternoon or evening whenever you're actually listening to this even if you're listening to it on your morning drive to whatever monotonous corporate job you are in america or any other country in the world. See we'll see you at some point. Why did we draft Jalen Hurts?